Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach, and I am sitting here with my friend Michelle. How's it going? It's all right. Good. Um, we've been talking about getting you on for a while. Um, we've been talking about getting more into faith stories, uh-huh. um, kind of just talking about people's lives and what what being a Christian looks like to different people, because it's not the same walk for everybody. No, no, it's not. And uh, I, think, I think there's a lot of people out there that kind of get that twisted a little bit, especially mm. when you're a baby Christian. I think you think there's this yeah. like cookie cutter mold and... And mm-hmm. the longer you're in it, you're just like, oh, this is really just kind of a big mishmash of different kinds of right. people. And so that's kind of what we're doing. Like we're doing apologetics with Salty mm-hmm. Saints, trying to talk about why you believe what you believe, how you talk about your faith. So I guess a little bit of evangelism in there. And then what's what, what are different people's lives look like as right. Christians? And so, uh, yeah, you, you'd contacted me and said you'd like to, you know hang out and talk for a little bit sometime and here we are here we are so (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself oh well i live here in indianapolis um just barely on the north of county line road Mm -hmm. so um uh, my husband kevin and i have lived here 12 15 years now something like that um we have a daughter who is in uh I can't say it now. She's in, um, it'll hit me in a minute. I'm, I totally blanked out. You got a daughter here. With yeah. You. I got a daughter here somewhere in Indiana. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> she's not here in Indianapolis, but yeah, she was in the air force and then she recently separated. And so she's kind of doing her own thing and mm-hmm. finding herself. Um, so that's me. That's you. So right as on. of right now, 48 years old. So lived a little bit not as much as most but you know <laughs> so right on um how long you've been a christian or how how long would you have considered yourself a christian i mean i know that mm-hmm. that's a that's a, a different question, question for everybody yeah. right yeah. <laughs> i was baptized when i was 13 um as far as, I mean, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people have that story where, you know, I was baptized at 13, and then I kind of, you know, I, I found my adult, my late late teenage, early adult years, and I yeah. just kind of fell away from it and, you know, didn't have time for it, stuff like that, and had some other questions going on in my life. And I think, honestly, it was when um, my husband and I got together, because he was kind of on the same path. It was weird, because we were on the same journey, just not together at that point. And so he uh, was going through the same stuff on his side of the world. And it was really interesting, because what got us back to, you know, faith, the church, you know, was our daughter, which... Samantha, I adopted Samantha, so she was not my biological child. So when Kevin and I got together and she started asking questions and we're like, I don't want to tell her the wrong thing. And I don't, you know, so, right, right. so okay, so let's start going to church. And, you know, that was how it kind of started for us. And then we've noticed over the last 13 years that the times that we start slacking, mm-hmm. The, that's when we start having problems at right. home. 
Right. You know, whether it's money or relationships or our schedules are just crazy or, you know, other other relationships with other people, you know, just there's something to that. Right. So, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, how long has it been since we've been up the road? (laughs) Right, right, right. So, yeah, so I'd say probably, you know, active, faithfully, you know, attending church for like the last 10, 12 years. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely resonate with you a little bit there <laughs> in a lot of that. Um, right. I, I, I think you've definitely hit the nail on the head with the idea that like when you, you start slacking, that's when it right. starts. Right. But then again, I don't want to like equate, uh, like faithfulness to being at a physical church location. You know what I mean? And, right. and I know that's and not what you're oh, saying. Yeah. yeah. I just want to clear that up for anybody. Right. Listening. And it's not, and it's interesting because along our journey, um, Kevin and I were Lutherans mm-hmm. and I, know, I guess technically we still are. I don't know, but we kind of started feeling like their, their road was different than where we wanted to go. Okay. Just the church as a whole. And that's a whole other podcast but, you know, we just decided that was not the walk that we wanted to walk you, you mean just like the and the way that they did things there the way like... things were being run some of the some of the in our opinion some of the things that we saw that were like you know okay martin luther said this and this is what you're basing your entire faith on but then right. you come back and you do an interview you know with a newspaper and you say that and that's totally con you know so right. just little things like that that we started picking up right and you know so we just decided that okay maybe this isn't the right fit for us and we actually had a really good relationship with our pastor with pastor dave schreiber over it he was at uh resurrection and I'll never forget what he said to me because it was really, and I carry that all the time because, I mean, we were always, Kevin was just like, we've got to find another Lutheran church. It's just this church. There's something wrong, you know. And, you know, Pastor Dave actually looked at us and said, you know, we're not keeping score and we don't need, you know, I don't, you know, it's not about being on a team. Right. He said, if you can't, if you don't want to go here, if you feel that we're no longer a good fit, I understand that and I respect that. Just you've got to go somewhere. You right. know, don't just stop right. going. Yeah. So that was his. You know, that was that was one of our big takeaways from that time That's in our a life. Really so for awesome him to approach. actually say that, you know, and then of course we tried another Lutheran church, and just at, at that point, I was like, you know, my husband was like raised in Lutheran faith, right. And he kind of had, you know, we kind of went to a couple non-denominational, other non-denominational churches and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. And it's just not. And I said, well, you know, here's what I'm saying. I I said, here's what I'm seeing, Kevin. I said, maybe you got to let go of this liturgy. Yeah. And because let go of the liturgy, you know, who cares if they don't pass an offering plate? Who cares at what point in the service they do this or do that or how they... I said, you're missing the message because you're, we're, we were so caught up in the mechanics of it. Right. You but know? that's so easy to yeah, do, The stand too, up, you know? sit down, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, you, get, you get really comfortable with what you like, though, yeah. you know? And, and, you and know, it's hard to see past that sometimes. Yeah. I've, I've struggled with that in a lot of ways. Yeah. 
So that's just been, I mean, it's been an interesting walk. And, you know, what brought us here was really weird because we were church shopping. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we went down the Fairview Road for something, and we were driving back, and Kevin's like, wonder what that church is all about so we were driving past and i'm like so i get on my phone and i google it up and i'm like i don't know about this you know they're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're one of those non-denominational gigs <laughs> so then we ended up here and i think it was just interesting for kevin because he spent so much time fighting or not liking or not not feeling like this other church was the right fit or that other church because we tried the Church of Christ. We tried, you know, a Presbyterian method. You know, and when we came here, you know, and we left, and I thought, oh, Lord. Because when, when I first walked in, I'm like, oh, they've got a band. Because <laughs> I don't know if you and I have talked about my husband or not, but he's very sensitive. Right. You know, he's got PTSD, so he's very sensitive to – you know, if he's triggering, sure, high decibels can the high decibels, the loud music, and you know, the thumping bass sometimes. And I was like, "Oh dear God, <laughs> what have I done?" Right. And I just we when we left there that day, we just felt home. You Good. know, he felt like okay, okay, that's not bad. You know, so we you know, and it that's just from there. It's just been amazing because. You know, I think once we let go of that whole, okay, well, you've got to do this. You've got to say the Apostles' Creed. You've got to do this. You've got to pass the plate. You've got to say this hymn and that hymn and this prayer and that prayer. And it's like, I think I've gotten more in the last three, four years out of the messages that I've heard here than what I've heard for the last 45 years before that because I was actually listening and not so caught up in the ceremony and the, yeah. you, know, you know what I you, mean? You're in the right place to, to listen. Yeah. You, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with those other churches. No, other no. people, you know, that's what other people like, and you get that. And, you know, if you get what you need from that, exactly. great. Exactly. So, yeah. But, and, you know, personally I've found – being in the right place spiritually, not just physically, but spiritually, um, it's kind of helped me grow a lot because I went through some childhood trauma that I wasn't, I never dealt with. Right. And, you know, I, I, if you're familiar, sometimes you have the mem- the regressed memories and the mm-hmm. repressions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it was just kind of always something that I knew was there, but I just kind of shoved it aside and stuff. And... I was talking with uh, my mom. I think it was my mom. I don't remember who it was. But anyway, I was talking with somebody. And I said, you know, it's just really weird. I said, you know, just when things are going great, just when everything's going good and we've got everything set, when, you know, that's when, you know, this is when, you know, God dumps all this open. He opens up this Pandora's box for me and he, you know, pours all this out. And now I'm supposed to sort it out. And, you know, and, and, and that was with my friend Jennifer. And, and, you know, she's like, well, maybe, you know, that box got brought out because, you know, God knew that you were in a place yeah. to deal with that. Yeah, now it's time. And, you know? you know, now it's time. So I just, I mean, it's just been inspiring for me to, not inspiring, but it's just been empowering for me. Yeah. You know, to kind of feel that because... Okay, 
I'm going you know, to deal with this. I'm going to put this out there, and I'm going to speak my truth. And I might offend some people. I might upset people. I might lose friends. I might lose family. But this is my truth, and this is my walk. And as long as I'm not hurting anybody or, you know, as long as I'm doing this in the right way, then, you know, I can't worry about everybody else. I've got to worry about me and my and my walk with God. Right, right. So, you, you've kind of, you've seen the foundation upon which everything's built. Right. You, you've got it. That's, maybe maybe that's a good way of looking at it. Like, it's sort of like the, the biblical concept of a man that builds his house on sand or a man that yeah. builds himself upon, or his house upon the rock, you mm-hmm. know. And, and now you've got a rock to stand on and you mm-hmm. can, you can firmly... Uh, stand there and sort all this stuff out and figure out what's really going on. And you don't right. don't have to worry about everything else changing around you. Right. Yeah, that's cool. So, and it's you know, I think in my in my journey, the hardest thing has always been looking for something and knowing there's something there and knowing that I'm missing something in my life and not trusting. The right. process, not trusting the process, you know, not trusting God. Right. You know, you're he, you're still trying to my, do something. Yeah. He's put people. I mean, he had all my life. He put people in my path. Right. And it, yeah, no, not for me. No, no. This person's, you know, this person's nuts. They don't know what they're talking. You know, just different people that he's put in my way. Right. And that I've just kind of, you know, brushed off or turned away from. And then as I. It's it, it's humbling, I think, to realize all those people that I missed along the way. And, you know, it's almost like you want to, you know, uh, you want to reach out to all those people and make amends and say, hey, I'm sorry I was such a jerk. It's like, you know? Right. But, you know, then it's like I've I had another pastor tell me, it's like, well, you know, those people were there and they did serve a purpose. They did, you know, right. maybe they were just the stepping stone. Maybe they were just, you know. So, yeah, that's been the hardest part, I think, for me right now is coming to terms with the fact that it's okay that I didn't hear that message when you when 15 20 30 years ago right well hey but you heard it now though right yeah so i mean like they planted the seed i mean it it stuck with you and Mm -hmm. now you hear it right yeah and it's interesting to me because like i'll hear people now like especially people who are believers but they're not churched anywhere that i'm that we're friends with their family with and things you know, they know that we're we're active and that we you know we attend church on, almost every Sunday. Well, now we don't have an excuse to not go on Sunday. <laughs> but you know, but you know that it's like, oh well, that's not very Christian. Wait, they'll and, say that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh wait a minute, I'm sorry. You know, where did you get your theology degree? <laughs> and like, you know, and it's like, oh well, that's not very Christian. Well, you know, I don't, I'm not a Christian because I'm perfect. I'm a Christian because I'm not. Perfect. Because you trust in Jesus. And, you know, I said, yeah, and I, it's just, and I think that was part of my journey, too, was when I was a kid, you know, it was Baptist churches mm-hmm. or, you know, the, because I grew up in Kentucky, so it was Baptist churches and then, like, the Christian churches that are more, a little more fundamentalist-based. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the, you know, the fire and brimstone, you know, the fear of God, 
right rather than the grace kind of, of kind god of legalistic yeah 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 like oh you're gonna go you're gonna go to hell you're gonna you know <laughs> right right whereas you know i said and I, I my mom and i had that conversation i said i just am so blessed now and i said you know how wonderful it is that i worship a god that picks me up right and i don't worship a god that casts me aside because i've sinned right and so many people don't get that it's amazing to yeah. me i think hmm, i think like the natural at least in western culture and me and randy were kind of talking about this mm-hmm. like you know in western culture it's kind of that um shame response like um like i have I've, it's guilt like right or wrong and then some yeah. cultures it's like like power weakness mm-hmm. and then other cultures it's uh what's the honor or shame right? right and so like we we're kind of in that right right or wrong mm-hmm. and then we feel we feel shame when we do wrong right. you know and that's kind of how our culture operates and so i think the natural response to doing the wrong thing is to just kind of tuck your tail and just hide yeah you hide and really what happens when you hide is you, you do it more right like you, you're not running to the source that's going to fix exactly. things and so it's kind of an unnatural response mm-hmm. to run to God when you do wrong. Yeah. But that's what he wants you to do. Right. right? I mean, and it's, and, and it's weird because social media does, I mean, they play such a role in that. Yeah. I mean. With this cancel culture stuff. Oh, yeah. Or, or this, you know, well, I'm going to shame this person to the end of the world and I'm going to share this a bazillion times. And, you know, do you. And I hate it when I I would see these and it's like, okay, you see all these, you know, these little videos, this little snippet of some mom with a kid and she's having a bad day and, you know, or whatever. And she yells at him or something. And then like, that's all you see. And it's like, wait a minute. Right. There's a whole backstory what got here. You up to that point? Yeah. There's a whole backstory here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of shaming this person, who's reached, who is you know, bothering to find out where this person is and who this woman is and who this child is and who's, how, how we need to envelop that person and help that person, not continue to shame them because they made a mistake or they did something wrong. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. So there's a lot of that. And social media just makes it, you know, a thousand times worse. I mean, I always joke with our daughter now. I said, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that when I was 20, there was no social media and there was no camera phones. And <laughs> because, right. Yeah, but it's just now it's all so instant and it's so public. Can you imagine, though, if like, like every one of us when we're having a bad day, the mm. stupidest thing we do that day goes live? We'd be done. Wow. Everybody. Everybody <laughs> be canceled. Everybody. And hey, that's the funny thing exactly. about Exactly. Well, that's the funny thing about this cancel culture stuff is like right. nobody is bigger than this. Like mm-hmm. you can't stand up to the – like nobody is morally perfect. Therefore, everyone's a target in this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right. it's just wins your day. Wins right. your day when coming your when, day? You get, when you <laughs> just, get canceled. Yeah. But yeah. I, mean, I, I think yeah, everybody but the Pope. Haven't seen the Pope get canceled yet, but I don't, you know. I don't know. But no, yeah, I mean it's it's probably coming. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, my journey, and I guess what's interesting to me is that when you talk to when I talk to people and I share my faith with them, you know, and I share my journey, and 
some people aren't really don't understand that you know you don't have to have walked a walked a perfect life you know I wasn't raised in the church I wasn't in that culture we didn't you know I but that doesn't make me less of a Christian today right 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 you know and some people don't understand that or there's people that feel like oh well you know they're new you know they they're born again you know right and so they're born again so they don't know as much as somebody who's been doing this their whole life kind of thing well the and, fu- the funny thing to me about christianity is it's not about head knowledge mm-hmm. head knowledge helps somewhere along the way mm-hmm. but there's a whole lot of people that don't know a ton about theology Mm-mm. where their heart is just 100%. I'm not going to say 100%. Nobody's perfect. But, like, their heart's just for Jesus. You know right. what I mean? Like, and like for, uh, for instance, like, I'm not saying Francis Chan doesn't know a lot about theology. I, I'm sure he does. He's mm-hmm. a really intelligent man. But, like, when I hear him preach, when I hear him talk places, it, it doesn't go all that deep. But it's such a heart for God. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how new you are. How right? I mean, how long you've been in this? Everybody's got a story. Exactly. And some of the most amazing people, and that some of the people that I've respected and looked up to the most on my journey, are people that didn't come from you know that wholesome Christian background right. or. You know, because I'm like, wow, you know, this person, you know, went through this. This person was in jail. This, I mean, I, you know, people that I know that were in prison or this person, you know, they were in the depths of hell. And they saw this and they grabbed and they grabbed a hold and they pulled and they got themselves in. And, and, you know, Jesus brought them back. Right. And I'm like, and what an amazing story that is. Right. And, you know, yeah, maybe they don't have a degree, you know, from, you know, someplace or a theology, you know, whatever. But that that's what's more, to me, that's more, almost more authentic. Right. And, yeah, so. Well, I mean, it's like the, what you're describing is the parable about the landowner that hires all the people to go work in his field. Right. Yeah. And some of them get mad because at the end of the, the day, even the people that showed up. You know, 10 hours after the other guys get paid the same same thing. thing. (laughs) And the landowner, which is God, says, why are you upset? Like, yeah, let my like I did what I I told you I was. Can I not be gracious? Can I not be kind? It's my money. Let me be nice. Right. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, you're right. It's just and it's interesting now, too. Like when you and it's not as bad. I think COVID has really strengthened. A lot, a lot of people's faith. It's tested a lot, but I think it's really strengthened a lot of people's faith. And it's really, I think it's, I don't know statistics, obviously, but I mean, I I can tell, I can see a lot more people who are, you know, believers. And I think it's brought a lot more people in because they had nothing else to do. They had nowhere else to go. I think it's probably brought a lot of people in and I think it's probably broken a lot of people too. Yeah. It's a gauntlet. It's been a gauntlet. It has been. It's kind of showed... True colors. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, so when when I share my story and share my journey, it's just, and it's interesting now the people that I talk to and I share it with that they're like, wow, you were Roman Catholic and you wore the veils and you did the Latin masses and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, 
And so, got so let's it. go back there. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. No, can we edit that? No, no. I want to I know. I want to know things. Tell me. <laughs> okay. Well, when I was finding myself in my late 20-ish, mid to late 20s, so I was finding myself in... I was introduced to the Roman Catholic traditional Latin Mass church, which okay. there's a small sect of those in this area of the country, and it's not, you know, these are people that follow all the old pre-Vatican II laws, you know, that don't eat meat on any Friday, and, you know, women don't wear pants in church, and they wear, you have to wear chapel veils, and it, yeah. And, oh, man. But, and it was, at the time, I I guess I got something out of it and it served me in some way because I, it did, you know, I learned a lot of, I, I prayed a lot, Yeah. you know, and I learned a lot about prayer and I learned that, you know, I guess, but I learned some stuff that I thought was just kind of backwards later on, but it was just interesting because I kind of grabbed onto that. Okay. And, you know, I, so I converted Okay. And went through the catechisms and I converted and did all that. And I walked away from it because I was, you know, then I was 28 and I was getting married the first time. And I was getting married and called the, I called our um, pastor and or I called, I called Father Cicada. <laughs> I called Father Cicada and asked him, you know, hey, what do we need to do? We you know, can we get married and blah blah blah? And he goes, oh well, no, you can't get married in our church because he's been divorced and he's not even a Catholic. And I'm like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, okay, what? Well, isn't there some kind of class we can take or some kind of money we can pay or you know? Because <laughs> and but yes, I mean that was just kind of like like well, wait a minute. So he's not good enough. Because he doesn't believe exactly what you believe. And then I kind of realize it's like, wait a minute. So if I go, if I say anything, one thing different than what I'm taught. Right. You know. You have to follow it. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and then I kind of started having trouble because I'm thinking, okay, how am I supposed to get advice on a marriage or family or any, any of those things from a man who's never had, never been married and never had children and never experienced that. So that was my whole, like, yeah, I don't think this is it. (laughs) So, yeah. So then I kind of went a little nutty, I'll say. Yeah. That was, that was kind of like this, the, the little respite phase of my twenties. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was the respite because I was kind of, you know, I was, I didn't want to, I, I don't even know if you got time for that, but I, in my early 20s, yeah, it was bad. Okay. <laughs> so I went to college. I was away from home for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I discovered a lot about college and it wasn't all knowledge. So. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, but. And then I thought, okay, this isn't right. And this person brought me, you know, this friend of mine brought me into the church and brought me and got me involved in the Catholic church. And okay, this is getting a little weird for me. I think, though, (laughs) like, I think there's something really, like, bright and shiny about, like, 
the high church, like oh, yeah. Catholic church or like oh, yeah. uh, uh, Pre- Presbyterian churches even can look that way. Yes. But like just the like big archaic structures and like oh yeah just this like it's reverence the, it's the ceremony and the pomp and circumstance and it, it, it's what religion know. looks like in your head yeah right it's ex- well and it's what you see on tv right exactly it's what it, you see on television a, yes now. that's a very good way you of know putting it. it's like oh cool this is how catholicism is because i've seen law and order and i've seen <laughs> i've seen the priests come in with and you know do the incense and you know say it's the last rites everything you know i know i got this figured out you know but then you know like i said so then when you you start i think when you start self-examining and you become self-aware and i think i thought about it and i thought okay wait a minute you know again like i said how can this person counsel me on these things you know how am i supposed to seek advice from this pastor or this priest you know right and I think for me, the straw that broke the camel's back was my friend who, you know, brought me into this church was married and, you know, her and her husband, they were going through some difficulties, we'll say, and I won't get into the details, but they were going through some difficulties and she went to her priest for advice and the priest looked at her and said, well, He's the man. He's the head of the house. You just have to do what he says. Mm. And I'm like. (laughs) 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 Well, you know me now. And if you can imagine me 28 years ago. Right, right. Well, I mean. (laughs) And it's like. uh, I'm just going to let that sit. (laughs) But that was, you know. The man was the the husband is the head of the house. Blah blah blah. That's just sort of a cop out answer to me. Oh gosh, yeah. Because look, like there there's biblical reasoning right. that a man is the head of a household, but that doesn't mean that he just like lords over the household. It's, yeah, and it's different. It, I mean, it's not. It's so much about. And I won't say the whole Catholic faith because I don't know everybody, but that particular church and that particular that my teach that what I learned there, or what they tried to teach mm-hmm. me, <laughs> was you know everything was scripture based to the T, no questions asked, no you know this is right. what the Bible says, right? And it's not open for interpretation. This is how you know the Vatican says it's going to be, and that's right. it, right? You know, whereas I'm like, you know, like we've talked about Proverbs 31. Right. That was never a job description. Yeah. And so many people think that it's, you know, like this this job description of the perfect wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, no, that's not what this is at all. Okay. So we can, you know, but you can't say that there, you know, so we, I needed some place where I could have there was a no, There's no room for interpretation. No. Right. No. Um. And I so I'll I'll say this. Um, I, any qualms I have uh, with Catholic beliefs are probably with the beliefs themselves, with the with the faith, like with the Catholic denomination itself. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of Catholics that when I actually press on matters with them, mm-hmm. that like the the like the fundamentals of Christianity, mm-hmm. they would agree with me. Oh yeah. 
on almost everything. Right. But then when I start digging and looking into what the Catholic faith actually believes, it's 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 mm-hmm. different, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's so. The, but but with that said, not to pick on Catholics here. No. Um, I think I think it's a I think there's a lot of denominations where it's like it's yeah. our way or the highway. And. Yeah, and it, and there is. It just goes back to that whole, you know, that fire and brimstone, you know, sp- you know, carry the spare the rod, you know, spoil the child. This whole mentality of, you know, I, we've got to control these people. And, and, I, and think- I think that's where a lot of it stems from. It's like, okay, you know, and then I think that's how you get into the problems that some of the some churches get into. Is you know into the controversies and into the scandals because we've got to control all these people. You know they've got to all believe what we believe because if everybody believes the same thing, then it's easier to you know. So uh, I agree, and uh, the thing that comes to mind with me, uh, for me, sorry, is uh, like Paul and Barnabas. Yeah, they, they disagreed on taking Mark. with them on their trip because he'd abandoned them earlier Mm -hmm. this is an instance where you got two major leaders in the early christian church right and they're in disagreement enough of a disagreement that they both part ways and they go do their own thing now later they're still brothers they come back they love each other right but they didn't go on that trip together (laughs) because they were so staunchly (laughs) against well they were against each other's beliefs in that right that tells me there's room for interpretation in situations. You know right. what I mean? Um, but yeah, yeah. I, but yeah, but then you get all these churches out there who think that their their denomination is the only are the only people in heaven. You know? Yeah, that's like you know. You they, get into that stuff. And oh that's well, just, that the, the Baptist people, you know, <laughs> they're the only ones there, and they think that they're the only ones there, and then yeah. So there's all that, but I mean, it's just. I don't really, I, I don't care who, you know, somebody worships. Well, I do. Yeah, know? right, right. But I don't, can, you know, you I don't care them. how somebody worships. And go. I don't care. And I, I, I'm, I'm okay with somebody else's beliefs, you know, somebody else having different beliefs or different interpretations than I do. But, but there's, know? there's a fundamental core though. Exactly. That we need to be right. good on, right? Yeah. There's that fundamental, you know, Jesus is the son of God. You know, he came and saved the world. He there's that fundamental belief, right? And then everybody can. There's a lot of stuff. Exactly, exactly. But but I'm with you though. There, it does get a little hairy. It's a little tricky when people start saying, "Well, we're the only ones that have this right, and everybody else is wrong." Because that's so hard for me. Because I'll tell you what. Here's the thing. I've read. Sorry, I didn't mean. I didn't mean for this to go down this rabbit hole. (laughs) But like, I read a lot of like. Being like studying uh, theology in school right now, I uh-huh. have to read a lot of different points of view. Um, it's a Wesleyan school, and so okay. there's a lot of Wesleyanism being pushed my way. And so I listen to a Calvinist podcast, and uh-huh. I listen to these Calvinists over here talking, and I listen to these Wesleyans over here talking. <laughs> and I've talked to Randy a lot about this, and I don't think we see eye to eye on it 100%, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Exactly. There you go. But my point is, like, I feel like they're both saying the same thing. They're just saying it two different exactly. ways. And they think that they're saying different right. things. And, and I'm over here like, guys, like, you're on the same team. And I yeah. think they would both agree to that. But yeah. at the same time, each camp thinks that oh, they're no, the no, right no. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I just don't – I don't get it. Like – it's exactly like you said earlier. Sometimes you just got to like set your liturgy aside 
and say, what's the message here? Right. What What is the heart of this? What are we trying to do? We're trying to save people. We're trying to get people exactly. in a relationship with Jesus, right? And Yeah. And I mean, and it's just been so funny for me. It's been so weird. I'll, I'll put it that way. Because, like, I have a friend and, you know, they – we've had wine. We've, we have a glass of wine every now and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know – They'll probably kill me for saying this, but they don't, I'm not going to name them specifically because, (laughs) but you know, so, and I, I, I go through spells on Facebook where I'll post pictures and, oh, Hey, look at us. We're all having fun doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I posted this one picture of all of us and we have went to the Korean restaurant over on the South side. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, and there was like a bottle of soju sitting on the table Mm -hmm. and you know. It was in front of this friend in the picture. Right. And I t- so I tagged them because they were in the picture, and that's what you do, you know. Right. So I tagged them. And so, I mean, he sent me this big, long, private message about, oh, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Don't just don't tag me in those pictures. Don't, and I'm like, huh? And, well, there's I'm friends. I'm also friends with people from my church. In our church, we just don't believe in drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, but, then why do you go there? And when I asked him that question, it was just like, he never really had an answer kind right, of thing. Right. And, you know, but it was just one of those things where it was just like, I can't, don't, don't be a, don't hide what you do because you're worried about what your church is going to think about it. You should be worried about what God's thinking about it. Not, I don't care what Randy thinks about what I do. I mean, I do, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I know what you mean. Trust me. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. (laughs) Poor Randy. He's been to my house for dinner several times and he's probably heard a lot more than he thought he would. (laughs) No, we always have a good time. But I mean, it's just so weird because it's like, I totally know what you I, mean. You know, why? Okay, so you're doing this. Right. You're not some raging alcoholic. You're not no. driving drunk. You're not. You, I get it. Why is this not okay? And if it's not okay in your faith, but you still feel that you're okay to do that, then my, maybe this faith, maybe you need to examine something. So my my only argument against and, that thought would be this. And I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. Um. I'm more in agreement with you than I am disagreement with you. My one, <laughs> my one, my one thing against that would be that I wouldn't want to offend someone, and so if I knew somebody that was gonna be offended was gonna see it, I wouldn't want them to. Mm-hmm. Like we, but but at the same time, you're not doing anything wrong. Well, yeah, so, and I mean, and he didn't. Uh, they didn't make it. He said you didn't do anything wrong. I just this is how I feel. This well, no, is I'm how saying like even, yeah. even if he was, even if you had a drink, he's not doing anything wrong. Is what yeah. I'm saying, right? Like yeah. it's just it's more. But then the it hard is. part with that on me is like, where do you draw the line? Like, where does the line get drawn on? Because anybody can be offended over anything. Well, and so, it's not even that he was worried about people being offended. He was really seriously worried about being ostracized from right, his right, church right, if right. somebody in his congregation happened to see that post because he was linked in it. And I'm like, I don't get tough. into all the, you know, I'm That's I'm tough. pretty Facebook savvy. And I'm like, it's fine. It's okay. So I just, you know, fixed it. And went on, but that was my whole thing is it's like, okay, I understand that maybe you don't want that out there because you don't want people to think that you're some kind of drunken lush. I get it. Right. Me, everybody knows I am. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, 
yeah, whatever. <laughs> Everybody already knows it. So. <laughs> uh, but no, so um, I understand if you don't want that perception out there. Right. And if that's truly what this, and it's funny because this, you know, we have a lot, he and I have a lot of really in-depth conversations and they're wonder. him and his wife are wonderful people. And I said, but if you're going to, you know, and I guess that goes back to my whole speak my truth and I'm not going to be somebody different on Friday be you know i'm not going to come in here on sunday and be one person and then go be somebody else monday through saturday so explain so just explain what you mean when you say speak my truth and the reason i say that before i say that is because that's kind of a, a term that's been taken by sort of like the new age movement at you're this right. point yeah and i'm not saying that's what no, you're saying i understand i know what you're I saying i just want you to clear that up for anybody listening what I, when i say that what i mean is you know i try to live as authentically as i can Right. You know, I mean, I consume alcohol. I like, I love wine. I'm a wine fanatic. Sometimes I drink a couple glasses too many, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And that's my truth. I'm not going to walk in here and say, oh, Lord, no, we're in church now. So let's not talk about that. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be around new because there are people that, you know, that I go to church with, you know, I'm not forcing it down your throat. So this is me. This is my box. This is my, you know, or my, my, my box. But, you know, this is my life. And I lived the life where I was one person for outside and I was one person for the church that I was belonged to. And then I was somebody, then I was me the other five or six days of the week. Right. And, you and know. You were putting on a facade. Yeah. And you're and, trying to be you're trying to be genuine. You're trying yeah, to be yeah, upfront. Exactly. You're to be real. I mean, it's like you know the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty stuff. Too, right? <laughs> all yeah, all of it. Transparent. And, um, tra- yeah, that's it. I'm yeah. very transparent, and I just don't. You know, I, I always tell people when I when I adopted my daughter, you know, she was ten years old, and I told her I said, "Look, I'm going to tell you some things." And one of the things that I said to her was. You know, I'll never lie to you. Now, when you ask me a question, be prepared for the truth, but I'll never tell you a lie. <laughs> and, you know, she would ask me some pretty weird questions. Have you done this? Have you done that? And it's like, oh, I really got to go through this again. But, you know, I always did that. And it's just like, because that's just part of who I am. And, you know, if I have to hide who I am from people or hide who I am from a from a, a congregation or a leader or, you know, anybody, then that, that I don't need that. I don't need those people. Well, so I would say this to that. I would say, how, how do you ever grow if you if you fake who you are up front? Ex- right. How how would people you don't how I would mean, people look into your real life at that point and say, hey, mm-hmm. I see this. You're doing. Why do you mm-hmm. do that? You know what? How can anybody ever call your bluff? How can any with that? How can anybody ever encourage you if yeah. they if they don't see the real right. you? They just encourage this fake front that you put up. You know, right? And it's like you know, my mom and I have some interesting conversations about that because she's, um, as she puts it, I, I put sailors to shame. So <laughs> I do have a problem with with you know 
curse words. <laughs> I'll put I've, it that way. I've struggled with that and, for a you lot know, of years, but I've gotten better, thankfully. I have, too. <laughs> Every once in a while, and I'm, I'm trying really hard right now, but <laughs> no. Every once in a while, it's, it comes out. But, you know, I mean, it's just like, you know, she'll say, she said something to me. She goes, well, you know, of all the words in the English language, and it's just like, you know, right or wrong, you know, good or bad, that's what was on my head. That's what, that's what was on my mind. Right. That's what popped out of my mouth. It's not the best choice of words, I admit it. But, you know, it is what it is, and it's here, and, you know, hopefully I'll be forgiven. Right. And it's like, you know, now, I mean, there's boundaries to that. You have to respect other people, things like that. But, yeah, I just, I, I don't. I just got really, and my husband, we both did. We just got really, really tired of trying to be two different people for everybody. Right. And, you know, I think since I haven't been, it's just been so liberating. Right. But, like, so clarify this as well. I mean, what I want to make sure you're not saying is, like, you're you're not sitting here and saying, yeah, if there's a sin in your life, that that's just fine. But you're also saying, like, don't be fake. Don't 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 yeah. hide don't hide yeah. your sin don't hide who you are I we're all it. sinners yeah own it yeah own it and then try and grow right and you're right I mean it's like I said it's not like okay yeah I sin big deal you know right but at the same time you know I'm not gonna lash myself with you know forty lashes and you know spend it, seven hours on my knees saying it, hail Mary did you would live in constant shame. Yeah. You would live in constant that's negativity. What, exactly. And that's the thing is like, yeah, I send. I need to be, I need to, you know, I need to pray about this. I need to study about this. I need to find out, you know. My big thing has been lately like, okay, not just the sin itself, but why did I do it? Right. Get to the heart of the issue, right? That's the thing. Nobody gets to that heart of it. Well, that's it's what like, Jesus did, though, and that's why it's so awesome to read what he says. He never just yeah. addresses situations. Yeah. He always addressed the heart. Yeah. It was always, you know, they're talking about lust, and he's like, well, if you, if you did it in your heart, you already did it. Right. There's something, there's something in here that's got to change. Exactly. And it's like, okay, what propelled that? What made me do that? You know, what? Right. And, and so that's been the heart, the, 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 since I've started doing that a little more, I've felt more free. Yeah. I haven't felt, I haven't, I don't, I, I feel like I don't walk around on pins and needles. Right. So much and worry that everything that I do is or say is going to be construed as a sin. Right. And, you know, that, and it kind of, it kind of also helps take away that whole, what does everybody else think? Because explain, if, explain that. Well, it's like, okay, well, gosh, I, you know, I, I, I committed this sin, you know, well, gosh, you know, I can't talk to Randy because what does Randy think? What is he going to think about me? Okay. You know, whereas now it's like, okay, I need help with this. I need to, I can't figure out why I'm doing this or why I did this and that it's okay for me to do that. It's okay for me to come to him or to a leader or to another faith partner or whoever and say, you know, this is what I did. It was wrong. I know it's wrong. Help me fix it. It's, it, it, help, it, it makes it easier to ask for help and not feel judged. I genuinely think 
the main problem with the church today is a lack of what you just said. Like, we are so afraid to just bear it all exactly. in front of other people. Because, I mean, given in in, in anybody's defense, like, mm-hmm. there's so many people that would tell you they're your brother and sister in Christ and then turn around and just sell you up the river. Exactly. And that's wrong too. And then like, we got to be careful who we confide in, but at the same time, we can't be afraid to confide in those people we know we can trust. And I think what's been our, our, our walk here at new hope. What's been so great about that is this is the, in 48 years, this is the first church and the first you know, set of pastors, worship leaders, you know, leadership that I've been, that I've dealt with or encountered that do you guys all admit that you're broken? You know, there's no perfect, there's no pastor that's, you know, oversees the whole church that's just like the this perfect, you know, right. icon of a person that, you know, it's like, okay, we have flaws. I mean, I'll never forget the one, there was a Sunday that Randy had started a, started his message with, you know, I had a really bad week and I just need, I just need prayer. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, Wait a minute. I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> and I was like, and when we were, and I think that was like all I heard that met that service. But you know, he was, I was like, that is just, you know, that was so foreign. But I think that's a lot of the issues that a lot of churches are having is that their leadership feels like they've got to have that facade. We, we invest too much faith in men. Like, and, look at this Ravi Zacharias thing we were just talking about. Look yep. how many people's faith might be broken over that man. And it's like, we gotta we got to quit putting all our right. faith in men. Men are flawed. We're broken. <laughs> like, exactly. all, you know, like people are exactly. broken. And they have to stop putting their leadership on pedestals. Right. I mean, you know, that's just. <laughs> I, I, that's a tough one, too, because, I mean, it, the the Bible does say. Uh, uh, you know, a teacher should be above reproach, you know, like uh, that, that they should be great people, but it's like, nobody is great. (laughs) Yeah. And you got to go into what does that mean? What does it mean to be above reproach? Because does above reproach mean that you're above sin and you're without sin? Or does above reproach mean that you're willing to accept and admit and work on why you did that and not do it again? Right. There's different, you know, I, you know, like I said, I just, to me, I get more out of somebody that I can see has not, not led a perfect life. Yep. So. My bad. <laughs> it's for you. My bad. I messed up. I'm sorry. So. Hold on. I got to turn this off. <laughs> and I was worried about my phone. Well, but no. I think, I think my car just got fixed. I'm very happy. Yay. But no, I mean, that's just been our biggest, you know, that's been my biggest takeaway lately has been that, yeah. you know, I, the, like I said, back when we first started talking, I, the 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 fact that, you know, this childhood trauma that occurred so many years ago and it's taken me until 46, 47 was when I really first started, you know, opening that box and taking those layers off and figuring out, you know, okay, you know, God, why are you doing this to me right now? You know, I, and, and I, I get so 
oh, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. That that phrase just, <laughs> right. it irks me sometimes. But then it's like, okay, well, maybe he gives me more than I can handle, but I think he do, if he did, that's because he's going to bear that load with me. Right, right. He's, he's you know, the one he's that's going to make He's not going to make me able. take it all, all on my own. Right. And so, yes, I mean, just opening that up in that, that, that Pandora's box and figuring out, you know, the, the forgiveness, the, the acceptance, the forgiveness, that whole grieving process that comes mm-hmm. along with that. Um, and being in a place where I'm able to do that because I feel safe and because I feel like that, you know, no matter what happens, you know, God's got my back. As long as I'm doing this the right way, you know, and as long as I'm listening to him and hearing him, and, and and I let him walk me through this instead of me trying to walk it by myself. Right. And because you couldn't. No. No, no one can. No, I really believe that. I had the repressed memory, and I really and truly believe that you know your subconscious is a beautiful piece of work. Oh your yeah. Subconscious mind, and it protects you. Mm-hmm. And you know me not remembering that for so many years and for decades was just a part of, you know, my subconscious protecting me from what I was not ready to hear God, and accept. God made sure you were ready and to deal with. Yeah. Things. So it's been, it's been a crazy walk. So, but yeah. So like I said before, sometimes it feels like a little, sometimes my life's a little Dr. Seuss. Sometimes it's a little Dr. Phil. Sometimes it's, a, <laughs> but it's always a lot of Jesus. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jesus way better than Dr. Zeus and yes. Dr. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think you're in the right spot. But but yeah, so I mean it's and it's you know there's my I'm we're far from perfect. We don't pretend to be. We don't ever, you know, and but our door is always open to people. We always, you know, we're always willing to share. It's, it's been interesting because with, you know, the, the latest, you know, messages and the latest uh, sermon series has been all about like, you know, bringing in people that you wouldn't normally bring in. Mm-hmm. And so that's been kind of hard because then you catch yourself like, okay, where do I find these people? <laughs> <laughs> Just, just driving down the street, scouting people. Hey, you look kind of different. <laughs> but it was so, it was as simple as um, Linda and I went to lunch the other day. And, you know, and I never thought about this. But, you know, the waitress brought the food and, you know, we were, you know, getting ready to pray. And she asked the waitress, she goes, well, we're getting ready to play and, and pray and bless our food and blah, blah, blah. And she said, what can we pray? How can we pray for you? And I thought that's really kind of weird and i'm like at first you kind of you're taken off you're taken aback by it and then you're like okay people and then you you're, that old creep thing creeps back in like that old thought creeps back in like what are you what, what what's everybody gonna think about this right right and then it's like when she started talking and she's like oh my god she goes my family is just we're a mess right now she goes i don't want to get into the details but i just you know we're all spread out all over the place and you know there's illness, there's divorce, there's all this going on. And it was just so neat for us to just stand. And so she, she stood there with right us. Up. Yeah. And then she stood there with us and prayed with us. And, you know, for her to receive that and to be a part of that was just so inspiring that it's kind of like that's my new mission now is when, of course, we haven't been out to eat since then, but, you know, <laughs> is to start asking people that. Like, okay, how can I pray for you? Yeah, right. I'm going to thank God for the food and the people that brought it, blah, blah, blah. 
but you know, how can I pray for you? You know, what do you need in your life, and what can God do for you? That's really awesome. So, that I mean, that's something. That, there's so many things in my life that I'm still just a little baby Christian at, <laughs> right? And that's exactly. one of them is just opening up to strangers like that, and just, hey, how can I pray for yeah. you? Like, that's so hard for me. Yeah, and it's kind of I'm. I haven't done it yet, like I said, because I haven't been out to dinner since. <laughs> I have to talk to my husband about that. But um, I haven't been out to dinner since then, but I keep, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, you know, how do I do that? How do I say it? And it's like, okay, well, no, it's just got to happen. You're overthinking it. Just let it happen. Because I'm, I'm a planner, and yeah. I have to know exactly what I'm going to say, <laughs> right. when I'm going to say it, and right. how, whoops, how I'm going to say it. And, you know, this is, that's not one of those things you can plan. And you rejection just know. is hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I just think you just feel what I, I, there's been times when I felt, when I've interacted with people and I felt like they needed something. Yeah. You know, maybe just the pat on the back. Well, you can't do that right now, but you know, maybe just somebody to say, Hey, you know, I see you. I, I see you. I hear you. You know, I'll pray for you. Yeah. And to be sincere about it and actually do it. Cause so many people say, Oh, I'm praying. And it's like, but to actually, and I've, I've been guilty of that. You know, some, somebody on social media says, oh, pray for my mom, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I'm praying for him. And then you just don't think about it. Right. You know, you think because you typed that and almost, you sent it. Well, that was, I, that right was then. praying. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I prayed, see. <laughs> but, yeah. It's so. about relationships, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. So. Awesome. That's me. This was fun. There were twists and turns that I didn't expect. Me huh? neither. I like it. Well, I appreciate you being uh, transparent and just laying it all out there and just talking about life and what that looks like walking through life with Jesus and how that's not always easy. No, not always. <laughs> but, so. uh, yeah, no, this is good. This is awesome. good. I hope we have more that go like this because this is encouraging <laughs> stuff. So, Thank you, guys. This was Michelle. Thank you uh, for listening to Salty Saints podcast. Make sure to check us out on uh, whatever whatever program you're listening through, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Uh, leave us a comment, like us, subscribe to us, whatever. Um, if you've got questions, you can send those to questions at or sorry, uh, Salty Saints at becomehope.com. Um, or questions at becomehope.com. There it was. Um, yeah. Stay salty. Thanks. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com.